Welcome to the Aftershock Central Podcast. How's that for an introduction, Travis? Excellent. I uh, I'm excited to be here, Travis. Yeah, I mean, I it's like I like I'm hearing a voice from the past. It, you know, you guys, I heard you guys were searching for a new me. So I said to myself, me, why don't you just come back for one episode? <laughs> so that's what I did. Yeah, one episode only, definitely. <laughs> okay, like, you know, like, the first breakup, it never sticks. Mm. You know, like, it's always like, hey, like, I are you with anybody yet? Okay, cool. <laughs> like, like, let's bang it out. Like, okay, we're like, we're still broken up, though. Like maybe I'll I'll see you next week though. I mean maybe, yeah, but not really. But I saw your message, and uh, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna be recording. I've been writing for the past couple hours. I need a I need a little break before I go to bed. Let me just I'll jump in there. So that's what I did. Hello, welcome to the show. I'm Martin. Travis is here. Hello, Travis. Hello, Martin. Uh, did you miss me? Terribly. Terribly? Yeah. Oh, man, I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, right. no, come on, man. Now, get, you, come on. You're get, the, you're the pod father. We couldn't, get a, we couldn't get an episode together without you. <laughs> well, you got one episode together without me. Yeah, one. <laughs> uh, well, you know, one is better than zero. We, we, yeah, one is better than none, but, uh, Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, thanks for coming back. You, well, thank you for having me, allowing me to come back on your show. Thank you. Anytime you want, bud. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, we have gathered here tonight to discuss the latest books from Aftershock. That is only one book, but I hear that there is a new book announcement. And, Breaking news, I know nothing about this book. So, Travis, tell me about this new title that we have coming out. Yeah, man, this is what happens when you uh, unplug so you can write or whatever. It's you awesome. Miss this, you miss this stuff. That's true. You're the last to find out. But, uh, yeah, so it's called Undone by Blood, written by your boys, uh, Zach and Lonnie. Oh, I love those guys. Yep. Art by Sammy Cavella and colors by Jason Wordy. Um, you know, art looks pretty good. Uh, it's, I guess, uh, it's kind of like a meta Western revenge tale. Like, uh, it, it's taking place, I, I think, like somewhat, I don't know, modern day. Um, but the character is, uh, reading like a Western revenge novel in real time or, or a comic book. Uh, and so like, it's, they're, they're telling two storylines, uh, in parallel. You know what I think? I think it's time we had, uh, Zach and Lonnie back on here. We? Yeah. Well, I mean, last time it was just me. Yes. Yeah, well, if you can get them, let's do it, man. Uh, I will shoot them a message and see if we can get them on here. Hell yeah. 
Uh, I'm excited. I love these guys. I think uh, I think Zach and Lonnie are amazing. Uh, they are everything they do is totally up my alley. So I'm I'm very excited for this. Undone by Blood or the Shadow of a Wanted Man is the full title. Yeah, out in February. Uh, you know who does that kind of thing? Fucking literally geniuses. Is who does that? You have a title and a subtitle. Yes. Uh, I'm excited. I love Western. Do you like Westerns? Uh, yeah. I, I would say so. I mean, like, not necessarily all Westerns, but, you know, like, definitely, like, the classic Westerns. Uh, funny you say that, because I'm the opposite. I like modern Westerns, which are very few and far between. Um, you know, like Tarantino, uh, what was it, The Magnificent Eight? Yeah. Okay. Deadwood. Fantastic. Uh, all right, Deadwood's really good. I'll give you that. Uh, the the proposition. Yes. See, you get it, Travis. See, there you go. Uh, modern westerns are awesome because they take like it, it's weird. A lot of uh, modern westerns are kind of postmodern, but set in like a western theme, and uh, and I could see uh, Zach and Lonnie doing that kind of thing. So I'm excited. I love these guys. Uh, I'm not familiar with the artist. But uh looks good. Yeah, I mean, I think I saw some pages that were like the uh, whatever, like the story within a story, and they are like pretty pulpy. Yes. Looking with the colors and stuff. So uh, it it definitely looks pretty appealing. Very good. I can't wait. And you said that's out in February. Yeah, just in time for Valentine's Day. Oh, You've got to have a good Western revenge story for Valentine's Day. <laughs> That's the best way to do it. Man, th- I just looked it up. This art looks really good. Mm-hmm. All right. Count me in. Uh, very good. Very good. Let's, uh, let's dive in to the latest Aftershock release. And that is You Are Obsolete, number three. Written by Matthew Clickstein, with art by Evgeniev Bornyakov, colors by Lauren Affey, letters by Simon Bolin. Holy crap, Travis. Mm. This book was crazy. It's crazy, yeah. Um, I, I will say this. I don't remember what happened in issue two. I did not reread issue two, but I very much enjoyed Issue number three. Mm-hmm. So uh, the subtitle of this uh, issue is Killer App. And as we learn in this <laughs> issue, uh, the kids are creating a uh, an app uh, that when, uh, when kids play it, it's just a, a game that they can't quit playing. But when adults see it, uh, they die. Yes. Yes. Um, I, uh, I'm curious... Because uh, as I was reading this issue, I was uh, slightly taken aback by the way the presentation is done in this issue. Um, I don't remember it being this way for issue one. And uh, like I said, I didn't reread issue two before this. So I I also don't remember this being done for issue two either. Um, but I think the the way the exposition was done for issue two of Your Obsolete uh, was very interesting. 
um, because it was it was extremely matter of fact uh, in the way that everything was explained. And and I'm curious uh, if you have any comments about the presentation of the storytelling for this issue. Uh, the presentation. I mean, I, I honestly don't remember how they did it in the first two issues. Um, yeah, I, I mean, like, I was struck, I think, rereading it, that um, it really seems like they, I thought that they kind of tipped their hand very early, that the app was killing people, but there is, like, this reveal about two-thirds of the way through where they're telling her that that's what it does, and I, I don't know. I guess I was a little confused with that, but maybe it's just because I had already read it and and I like I knew it was going there. Well, and that's why I asked the question because it seems like the way that our main character is presenting the background of what's going on um, was a lot more matter of fact than what we got in the first couple. I think the 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 type of narration in the first couple of issues seemed a little more, um, th- th- it, this is the, totally the wrong terminology, but, um, it, it definitely felt more comic booky. Mm-hmm. And, and this one feels like, Hey, uh, so the kids are up to this and, uh, and, and, and also this and like, Hey, you're all going to die because of this. Um, and, and that took me back a little bit, um, because I didn't expect it. Um, and as, as I'm reading the issue, I'm like, is this the last issue? Which I knew it wasn't, but almost in the way that there was so much exposition going on, I felt like, man, like, are are we just going to end here? You know what I mean? Like the just the, the the style of narration was very different. I felt from from what we got before. Well, I will certainly agree that it felt like this issue really was a giant leap forward and kind of answering the like specifics of what is happening. You know, like all that stuff that we were kind of speculating about before. It seems a lot clearer now about like why all these olds are dying and and you know what what is their game why is why did they bring her here like that's all kind of largely laid out i've got still some questions about certain things um but i i'll agree definitely they packed a lot of developments in this issue uh i would also add i guess in reference to maybe what you're discussing like there's at least a, a portion in the middle of the issue where the um, text box kind of like overlaps directly with what she's writing on her computer monitor. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. You know, I don't know if you, if you notice that. So like really that, like this issue may be actually where for sure now seeing stuff that she is writing, you know, yeah, so I mean, I, I guess maybe we can assume that she made it out of this whole thing, right? Well, I mean, she's writing it, I don't know, like, it seems like she's writing in real time, kind of, at, at least so far. Yes, but 
but I did wonder, like, does does what she write actually make it out to the wider world, right? So, because as as we learn this issue, um, the the reason she's hired um, is because they know she's a piece of crap. I mean, basically. And well, uh, she's like she's like been ruined by a scandal or something. Well, yes, but there's a there. This is really interesting, actually. Um, because, uh, so I just recorded Nerd Legion with Nick, and, uh, and, and we were talking about a couple things we wanted to discuss next, uh, next episode. And, uh, and one thing that I brought up, he, he actually brought up, and, uh, and, and I was like, this reminds me of, of Chaos Magic. And, uh, and, and as you're talking about this book, I feel like some of the stuff that I just talked about with Nick relates to this. Um, because towards the end of the book, they talk about like, um, how Trump won the election. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, and before I continue, I want to say, uh, props for not making this a preachy thing. Um, I, I do feel like when, when a writer wants to bring in that kind of thing, um, they're kind of clear about what their position is. And I think the, the position is clear um, as to how they feel about that whole thing. Uh, but at the same time, it's like, hey, Trump won the election, but it's not, he didn't win it because he was, you know, charming and people liked him, this, that, and the other. Um, he won it because people are kind of drawn to negativity. And and the reason why the kids chose her to be the person to write the story is because she's got like all this negative karma around her, and and that's that makes for a good story. Because if you tell a a happy peaceful story, uh, no one gives a crap. Uh, people want to know like what's wrong with the world, and they want to be able to. Uh, find a story that they can get the facts, but also like make their own facts about and, and create their own world around the story and just kind of like crap on it. Uh, cause people appreciate, maybe appreciate is not the right word. People like to talk smack about the way the world is. I guess maybe uh, whether you're in agreement with whatever the fact is, or you're not in agreement with it. Uh, people, people want that like scandalous aspect of things. Um, and, and that's what this reporter is good at. That's what this journalist is good at. And, and based on some of the controversy around her career, um, she has kind of garnered some of, her popularity based on exactly that. And, uh, and I thought that was interesting, um, because it, it kind of reminds me of this whole chaos magic aspect of, uh, kind of like guiding reality along in a certain aspect where you, you're basically creating reality for other people based on whatever feel reality should be. Um, and I'm not, I'm not sure if you caught any of that in. I'm, I might be completely wrong. Uh, I'm, I'm sure I am. 
But uh, but I found that whole thing really interesting when you start bringing in this politics thing. Uh, so I'm curious how you felt about that particular aspect of it, um, because I think I think this book has been maybe not entirely clear about which way the reader should lean in terms of what these kids are doing. And I think, you know, you mentioned there's a lot of exposition in this issue, for example, and, and there's a ton of it. Um, in fact, I think there's so much exposition that at one point I'm like, what's happening? Right? Like, I, I, I'm not sure I understand what I'm reading. Um, but I think once you get past like the first third of the book, it, it becomes a little clearer. Uh, but I, I just want to get your thoughts on, on that whole thing. Um, how you felt about some of these elements that are brought in where you you explicitly have like discussion of politics for ones with with Trump being mentioned by name um but also like the whole thing with like the kids are making this app to kill people um and 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 adults like being irrelevant after 40 and that just seems kind of like a a number just drawn out of a hat Yeah, I mean, there's a lot to unpack there. Um, <laughs> For sure. So let me start from the beginning. Um, so, I mean, my read on on that exchange you're, you were referring to is not really political, per se. Like, I thought really that, like, bare bones, they were kind of referring to basically the idea that, like, you know, scandal gets clicks or whatever, you know? So it's like, I like, I would liken it to somebody who's just like taken a public fall and is like persona non grata mm-hmm. right yeah. now, but it's like really well known. And I don't even know, like, I was like, who would qualify? My first thought was like Monica Lewinsky. You know, if if Monica Lewinsky, like a year or two after or whatever or or less, had you know put out this story, it might have like gotten people to look at it. You know, I like now I'm thinking maybe something like you know Jesse Smollett or something like something <laughs> that the whole country was like looking at, and you know, like they have this stigma. You know, like they're trying to put the pieces back together um so like i don't really think it's political um per se but i do think that it's that element is actually pretty interesting and i i don't know that i've seen a lot of that in comics otherwise this i like kind of an examination of you know what happens after right after you get canceled you know uh you know, so like, there's definitely something there um, thematically, uh, but I'm a little bit kind of blurry on exactly kind of what they're going for. Like, to wit, like, you know, they want her to tell this story as if they're making a pitch to the world. You know, like, hey, read this article and then. 
everybody will voluntarily agree that, yeah, they're right, and everybody that's over 40 instantly dead. You know, like, I, just the way that kind of the world and politics works, etc., I, I don't see a scenario where governments and whatever actually willingly sign up for this. I do see a scenario where you just get this app out and you don't tell people what's going on or whatever, and then you let it unleash and then, like, you know, have this phenomenon where all the adults miraculously die and, you know, like, they didn't know it was going to happen. But you don't need to advertise it in that way where you tell people what's happening. Yeah, I found that. That's a good point, actually, because I think uh, as much exposition as there is in this issue, um, I feel like ultimately the reason why any of this is happening is still not made clear. Well, they're like, we want, it, it seems to me like they're saying we want you to sell this to the world or at least like put put our sales pitch out to the world. But I don't know why they need a explicit buy-in. Well, so you're right. They, they don't need explicit buy-in, but at the same time, I think maybe some of that is part of the point. Um, and, and maybe that's also part of the point where, like, you get all this exposition but no actual answer uh, in the fact that, like, none of it matters, right? Because ultimately, people are going to just base their decisions purely on like instinctual reaction on whatever emotional thing you you bring about right so if she writes this article on why you should or should not do this i mean i assume should um you know download this app let's say or why you should just let them kill you at 40 um people are going to be like you know she makes really good points uh F the system, like the system sucks. Just kill me at forty, right? Like that's the that's the reaction that's going to be had, as opposed to like, well, like, you know, I have five kids. Like, why would I want to be killed at forty, right? Like, a lot of people aren't going to react that way. They're going to be purely reacting based on an instinctual reaction to whatever this article is. And I think that may be the reference to the Trump thing, um, where people are no longer making decisions on on actual fact, um, but purely on either what somebody else is selling them as a fact, or on on what the perception of reality is supposed to be, based on these quote unquote facts. You see, I don't know if I'm making myself entirely clear. Uh, yeah, no, I, I think I, I get kind of what you're laying down. Uh, I mean, I'm just like kind of skeptical that any argument you make would be really persuasive to you know people that are already going to die or going to die soon. You know, like. Let's put it out there, right? You know, I'm not that far from 40, nor are you. Right. <laughs> like... Ronnie's dead. I feel like this this comic, like, I 
I have this knee-jerk reaction to it. And it's like, I'm not, I'm not obsolete. Well, isn't that part of the point, though? I mean, I, I I haven't really talked about it much in this podcast, but like, I think it should be pretty obvious to to most people that read a lot of comics in that the majority of us are, you know, thirty five plus, right? And and we've probably been reading comics for twenty years or longer, um, and and as a result, like. Maybe there's some kind of disconnect, right? Whereas kids of the kids in this book's age, they don't read comics, right? They watch YouTube. Um, and I know you don't have kids, but like I have two kids and all they do is watch YouTube. And, and, and they don't have like their own experiences. They, they learn and experience things through what other people on YouTube are doing. Right, like kids don't play video games; they watch other kids play video games or adults play video games. Right? They don't read comics; they watch whatever some comic book channel reading comics to them. So, I, I think that's maybe part of the point, um, where where the book is self aware that the person reading this book is most likely, I mean, most definitely not a ten year old. Um, but most likely not a high school kid, most likely not somebody in their early 20s, but somebody like us that's married and maybe starting a family or has a family, right? And and that has been through these experiences before. And and I'm curious if – I mean I, I don't think my girls would enjoy this book. So I, I wouldn't be like, hey, can you read this just so we can talk about it on the podcast? You know what I mean? Um, but, but I am curious if like, if somebody of the age group of around the kids in this book were to read this, would they side with the comments that you and I are making or would they agree with what the kids are doing? I mean, they might not be like, Hey, yeah, at 40, you should just die. Um, but I mean, Travis, I remember when I was in high school, I was like, dude, when I get to like 35, 40, I'm done. Like, you know, I, I'll, I'll be happy to die then. Mm-hmm. Right. But, you know, now at 38, I'm like, well, like, I, I've barely lived half my life. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm, I'm good with going on for a couple more decades. Yeah. Life is addictive, dude. Yeah. So, so the thing is, would would the message that she's giving appeal to folks that are already near that point? And and there may be some, right? Because we do see that we we see that one woman who's like apparently totally about the message, right? And there, I think there's always going to be those kind of people. Uh, but would the message appeal more to kids that would download this app and play whatever this game is? That doesn't really affect them, right? It's just an addictive game for the kids. It only kills you if you're over 40. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I think that, uh, the further you are away from the 40 
it, you know, the more persuasive it's going to be, you know? Right. The more you're just like, yeah, screw them, you know? Like, what are they, what are they doing? They're, like, getting in the way, you know? That's, come on, that, that's, like, a classic teenager attitude. Sure. Um, but I, I don't know how actually a young person would react because these children characters don't even really seem human. You know, like they're not, it's not a, uh, I would say like glowing portrayal of these, like, I don't know. They're kind of like children of the corn <laughs> type. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, they don't talk and, you know, like, I don't know. I don't know. If that's how people, how kids want to see themselves portrayed. So yeah, like I don't know. I I'll agree. I don't think it's for them. Sure, but at the same time, you know, I see some of this with my kids. Right? Not not entirely, because I mean, my kids still like to go outside and and play soccer or ride a skateboard or whatever. But I'm sure that there's plenty of kids who are in this exact situation where all they do is – I mean what do, what do they mention? Like play Minecraft and something else. I can't remember what the other one was. Um, Candy like, Crush. Candy Crush. Or, or So Fortnite. a little bit outdated. Sure. Candy Crush, yes. But like – all right. Let's say Minecraft and Fortnite. Mm-hmm. Like there's plenty of kids that like all they do is play Fortnite. I know, I know for a fact. Like my kids' friends, that's all they do is play Fortnite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dude, I played tons of video games when I was a kid. Tons. Uh, I still play video games now. Well, yeah. one, I play Hearthstone because it's the best. But but I get it. You know what I mean? Like, this this kind of thing happens. Um, there's like a, 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 a disjointed ness, a disjointed ness from reality where, like, I, I think... We're getting to a point where a lot of kids, like, this is how they're raised, right? Like, they don't, they don't watch TV, they don't watch movies, they don't play outside. Like, their, their entire social, it's not social network, but like, their social interactions are not face to face. Right, they're they're with real people, but it's online, uh, behind screen names and behind characters with like mohawks and freaking you know they're dressed up as aliens or whatever. And and I think that that really warps the the reality of of how they can learn to see the world and interact with the world. Um, you know, when, when we were growing up and you're, you're a little bit younger than I am. Um, but like, even, even when you were growing up, like, you know, you play like, uh, freaking Super Mario Brothers or Sonic the Hedgehog or whatever, something like that. You know what I mean? Um, we're like, it's, it's obvious that it's not a real life thing, right? It's, it's basically a, a comic caricature of, of real life. And and you also had plenty of real life interactions. So even even if you immerse yourself heavily into virtual worlds, you you can still discern 
the difference between that and real life. And and I think now with with the advancements in like computer power and and visual effects and uh, CGI and all that stuff, uh, virtual reality, it, it becomes harder and harder to actually determine what's real and what isn't. Right? Like you and I can still see that because we had the experience of not having that. But when all you're exposed to is that exact situation, uh, you, you, you can't differentiate between the two. And, and as a result, I think your, your interactions with real life people become different. Um, and you can't discern the two. And, and even when you deal with real people, uh, those real people are hidden behind characters that look nothing like them and, you know, with, with screen names that have nothing to do with who they actually are. There's no pictures of what they look like. And, and so your, your perception of reality becomes very different. And I think maybe in some respects, that's ultimately what the book is partially getting at. I, I, I don't think entirely, but, uh, but partially getting at. Um, where, where you can't discern that. And, and there's a whole generation of people who are in that place. And, and right now we're in a point in the change in technology and, and a change in the way that we consume media and, and a way in which we consume quote unquote facts. Um, that some people don't have both experiences, right? There's people that have had both and people that only know one way because online life is the same as real life for those people. I, I mean, I I can't even say, honestly. Like, like I don't really know any... Uh, you know, young people of that age very well <laughs> to know how they live and right. what their life is like versus what their online life is like and how they view the the two in contrast. You know, like I I can't speak to that, but like I'm not going to judge because I feel like I've been seeing you know opinion pieces about the kind of like. Oh, you know the the face to face interaction is is dying because it's all about online, and that's like you know, young people don't interact enough. I've been seeing that for twenty years. You sure. know, like like that's a very old narrative, and it's not wrong. Uh, but I don't know that it's specific or characteristically different for the you know the newest generation fair enough I, I will tell you with having kids in an age where they can uh safely get online and have these interactions that that is the deal mm. um matter of fact i can even go beyond that and tell you that there's plenty of folks in the in this kind of age range um, that genuinely do not know the difference. Um, matter of fact, there's there's like uh, murder cases 
involved with uh, similar themes um, where like uh, a person becomes like there's a whatever a Instagram star a Twitch person or YouTuber um, and and somebody becomes like a real fan and like their personal life is just sucks right like they have no friends or whatever and they become really engrossed in this one person's life and become quote unquote friends with this person and and end up killing that person right like they feel like hey that was my boyfriend or my girlfriend and there's none of that interaction ever actually took place right but they they have kind of built this world in their mind where that is the case you should watch uh ingrid goes west with Aubrey Plaza uh, and and uh Angel or Olsen, whatever Kate, Caitlin Olsen, the the Scarlet Witch. Oh, I like her. Elizabeth Olsen? Elizabeth Olsen. Too many Olsons. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah. Sorry for that detour. Um yeah, but it's it's about exactly that. Yeah. It's like yeah, I, I get it, definitely. You can get lost in online interactions and such. So definitely, there's a lot of, like, robust uh, material to work with there. And I think, yeah, they're definitely kind of swimming in that pool a little bit. Yeah, I think um, I think the book tries to juggle kind of um, an age gap. Um, that may not be as large as the Mook makes it out to be. Yeah, right. I mean, I can't, I can't speculate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, yeah. but, but I think it does raise some really interesting points. Um, and, and I think, uh, you know, the, the brief, very brief mention of, of politics and kind of the, the whole way that media treats some of the elements involved in in the political drama, um, I, I think, is still relevant regardless of how much experience you personally have with with folks being maybe too entrenched in this kind of relationship, um, as opposed to maybe kind of more of what we're used to. Um, yeah, it, it was really interesting. It was, it was interesting. Um, like I said, I, I felt like part of the v- book, I felt like there's, there's just too much exposition going on right now. Uh, and, and maybe we needed it to get to the point where the book ends. Um, I, I don't know if I personally needed it. That, that's all I meant by that. Um, yeah. But but you know different people react differently towards this kind of thing, and um, and, and regardless of that, I think the book does a good job at not being preachy one way or another, right? Like it it still has that like classic like fifties horror vibe. Um, you know, in some respects, this this book is kind of like that Twilight Zone episode, um, where, yep. where the kid has the the mental powers and controls his family and the town or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's still similar to that in some respects, 
but but I think it goes a little beyond that, um, almost in into Black Mirror territory uh, by bringing in some of the tech aspects. And, and I thought that was really interesting, and and it, and it works. Um, but again, just like the back to back exposition was was a little much for me. That's all. Yeah, I mean, can I say that I for for everything that's in this issue. I really don't think that they get deep into the actual motivations or uh, rationalizations or whatever you want to say as far as the kids as for why they don't really have an answer why 40 is the age that you have to die. Yeah, you know? they don't. Right? Like, they even say, like, hey, what age were you picked? Yeah, I mean, like that seems like an answer a kid would give. Yes. But... Uh, and I mean, granted, you know, we're, we're pushing for D, so, uh, bias acknowledged, but I think there's certainly, I, I'm gonna venture a guess that there's a lot of people that did their best work after age 40, you know, like Nobel Prize winners and, yes. and artists and, I don't know, politicians or what, like whatever we're talking about, you know, like, like 40 is not that old in ter- in terms of that stuff, well, you know? I, I agree. And I think that brings up like some different points. Um, and, and I don't know if this book is explicitly talking about any of those. Um, but like, for example, I, I do think that in some respects, like our, Social and, and cultural and technological advancements have, in many respects, like really outpaced our our biology. And so, even though like there's plenty of people that do amazing things after forty or fifty or sixty or seventy, uh, you know, into the eighties, um, and, and you have people living into their over a hundred, right? Um, but I think, like, biologically, um, we still haven't outpaced any of that stuff. And so, biologically, we still feel like once you get to 40, like, you're just old. You know, on the, until you get to 40. And then when you get to 40, you're like, uh, I'm not, I haven't even started yet. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's the midlife crisis. Uh, yes. But it's only a crisis because biologically we haven't evolved to that point, right? Biologically, we're still cavemen who die at 50. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to dissect how the midlife crisis works, uh, (laughs) you know, and I, and I think certainly I will allow that, like, you know, we're not this plan is by the kids is not necessarily supposed to be a good plan sure. you, you know like i you know i i think it's maybe meant to to make you think and whatnot you know Absolutely. so yeah, yeah. yeah. I, uh okay. i agree with that okay let me just point out a couple kind of story points that i uh am curious about but uh we don't necessarily need to to dig in too far uh one is that um 
I am wondering, like, I, I feel like we probably shouldn't trust this uh, boyfriend guy. Yes. Uh, because, like, you know, he saves the kid without really an explanation of, about why he, you know, should when she, I don't know. Okay, so so he saves the kid, and then he uh, turns up with tattoo, the alpha tattoo on his wrist, right? Which I don't know would would kind of imply that he's safe or something, you know? I, I, yeah, I think him being safe is unclear because we do learn about the alpha stage and the beta stage, and like the field testing, and the reason she's there is the field testing. Um, so I I don't think it necessarily implies that he's safe, um, but he does seem to have maybe ulterior motives. Because when she sees the tattoo, he's like, "Shh, don't tell anybody." Well, they're tripping balls. <laughs> well, also true, which I found really interesting is the amount of mushrooms and and ecstasy that is referenced in this title. Yeah, well, I'm interested why you would. <laughs> choose to eat mushrooms before this like paranoia inducing event <laughs> well i mean why wouldn't you uh <laughs> <laughs> i think what you want is a controlled environment and this thing that everybody keeps referencing mysteriously in a thing where like there are corpses piling up Seems like, I don't know, you might not want to get twisted in that I mean, context. I don't know, dude. This seems like one of the most controlled environments possible. Because these kids are controlling everything. Yeah, but she's not in control. Well, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so other point, and it's related, is just like this girl, Martina, you know, she was the one that got saved. Hey, wait, let, let me just say... It's Martin, yes. Thank it counts. You. Thank you, it counts. I feel like I mentioned that during issue one. <laughs> yes. It definitely yes. counts. Yeah, it counts. Congratulations. We're very happy for you. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, okay. But, so, she got saved. If she had died, would this have all been over? No. No. Do, wait, I mean, do, they, you, do you think it would be over? I don't know. Like, it, it's unclear, you know? If Reporter Lady just left, if she would, had, had, if she stole a car and left and they didn't publish the story, would that be the end of it? I don't know. How much does, does that matter in the, the narrative? I mean, I would assume that they would find somebody else to do it. Mm hmm. Right? Because uh, ultimately their goal is to expand the quote-unquote program beyond this island, right? That Like they want to take it globally. Uh, and, and it seems like she's the leader, Martina is the leader, but, you know, I'm sure somebody else would pick up the reins were she gone. Yeah. I mean, it's tough to say, you know? Like, nobody else is talking. Well, they're too busy playing Minecraft. Yeah, 
I mean, they, it's just, I don't know. Either the importance there is that this could have stopped and it didn't, or the the importance was to tell you that this boyfriend guy is, has really been working for them the whole time. So to go to that point then, do you feel like maybe part of the message is that maybe a, a large chunk of people would agree with the message? Is the message that a large portion of people would agree with the message? Well, is is Martina's message or the kid's message that ultimately people would just agree with it regardless? I mean, I don't think that anybody above 40 would agree to it. But I don't think you need them to agree to it if every kid on Earth downloads this game and plays it and all that adults die before they can delete it from all the phones. Well, that's true. But again, we we see somebody who's actively participating, right? That one lady. Uh, based on what you're saying, maybe we could assume that the quote-unquote boyfriend is agreeing to it. Um, is this like beyond, is this beyond like mind control thing, right? Like, are they, are they actively participating? Is what I'm saying. Like, do they do they agree with this viewpoint? We're like, sure. Like the the app may be necessary to get rid of some of the people that would be actively against it. Um, but is the book ultimately saying that a lot of folks over forty would be like, yeah, I'm I'm useless over forty. Like, fuck it, I'm done. Right? Like, is is ultimately like the point? Where where we're at a place in society where uh, a lot of the things that we do don't fucking matter, and, and I, I think I think people a lot of people feel that way, Travis. Yeah, I mean, but but a lot of people like to live. <laughs> Well, yes, and and will do anything they can to keep doing that. that. So that's true. But those people are taken care of by this app. Yeah, but like they're not going to sign up for it, and that's but the point. They don't, they don't need they to. Don't they need don't need to. Agree. Right. So why are we trying to sell it to them? Just make a, the world's most addictive game that's addictive for everybody, and then you launch the thing that kills. Old. Right, but you don't need to sell it to them. You see what I'm saying? So, like, when when Hitler was around, people bought into what he was saying because it, it gave them a better life. Yeah. Right? I mean, maybe... Maybe, like, they they just sell her on the idea and she comes around and she's like, yes, this is great, and then she just writes a video game review. Well, what I'm saying Wait. is, what I'm saying is, she's the Hitler of this generation. Mm. Where mm. where she sells people on the fact that their life sucks, mm. and you don't need to live your life this way. This is how you fix it. And people are going to be like, "Well, yeah, fuck this place. I'm I'm done." Hmm. And I mean, you can you can take anybody, right? Like. Hitler's not special. There's been people like that for 
thousands of years. Yeah, I I was gonna say that's gonna be a a a very persuasive piece of whatever. Yeah, <laughs> to but, it was like, oh yes, I am old, and no, therefore but, but, but I that, need that, to die. That, I have my, that's exactly uh, yeah. the point. It doesn't matter, right? It's just propaganda. Do you believe it or do you not? Right? The few people that don't die just from being in the vicinity of the app. Maybe, maybe a lot of people feel this way. I just, I don't understand why you need to convince anybody. Just sell, just sell a game that is addictive and, and when, when it's saturated, make it kill people. That's exactly what's happening. They're, okay. selling, they're selling the game to kids. The ultimate goal is not the kids, right? The kids are going to be around anyway. The goal is to get rid of the old people. Yeah, but why do they need a journalist to tell the story? I don't... Because she's selling them on the emotion. right? People are going to react just purely on the emotion and not on a fact. She the kids or the olds? The olds. She she can actually say whatever. She can talk about how terrible this fucking thing is. Mm-hmm. And people are going to be like, yeah, it's fucking terrible. Let me go check this app out because it's so terrible. That's the point, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, you, I, I understand what you're saying. and And you would not download this app. But you're not going to have to. Because everybody else will have it, so you're just gonna die by default. Because you're gonna be in the vicinity of somebody that has this app, right? And you can say this about any kind of ideology. The app is just kind of a metaphor for the whole thing. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'll buy that. Where's Josh Dysart? He'll agree with me. <laughs> <laughs> Good question. <laughs> oh man, yeah, this is um, this is a really interesting book. It's uh, I I don't think that we've ever discussed a single issue for almost an hour. Yes, it's true. It is true. I'm looking at the time now, and I can't believe it. 54 minutes. Uh, people were probably like tuning out by now. Are you are you done talking about this book? Can you talk about the next one? There's not a next one. It's just one book. That's what you get when I come back to the show. Yeah, you can't leave. <laughs> you don't want it to end. It doesn't have to end. Uh, all right, let's do some uh, some final thoughts on this one. Uh, dude, I, I think that we beat it to death, man. I like, agree. It's, it's picked over. It's very good. There's a lot of stuff to chew on. So, yeah. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm curious where it's going. Yep. All right. You want to rate it up? Yeah. I'll go four out of five. I will also go four out of five. Very good. Even though technically... 
by default, we should go five out of five because we talked about it for so goddamn long. Yes. But uh, but it's fine. So uh, I don't know what's coming out next week. I don't look it up. I'm just a guest on the show. Do you know what's coming out next week? I do not, know. I mean, it's a lot of the solicitations that I look up don't actually have dates on them, so I don't don't know when they're actually coming out. Mm. Uh, fair enough. I'm going to look it up right now. God, this website's so slow. It's going to be the day before Thanksgiving, so... Next week, there is one book, and that is Dark Red, number eight. That's a good one. Will we be back for this episode? Probably not. But thank you all for listening to the Aftershock Central Podcast with Martin and Travis. Of course, you can find us on Twitter... Travis is at the Great Magnet. Ronnie. Ronnie, where are you? He is at Rumbar316. I'm a Geekvine. The show is at Aftershock Pod. Aftershock Pod. <laughs> Thank you for listening. You'll catch somebody next week. Bye bye.